You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. Good morning, good morning to everyone. Wow, you know what? An absolutely spectacular day. And I am just delighted to be here with everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite. And I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And my guest today is somebody we are going to have so much fun. This is so cool. My guest is Joe Turner. Let me give a quick uh, bio for Joe and then we will welcome him on. Joe Turner is an escaped management consultant turned author, speaker, and corporate entertainer. His amazing magic has taken him from the Hollywood Magic Castle to the London Palladium with hundreds, I think thousands, of corporate meetings and events in between. Even during his career in change management at a global consulting firm, Joe never abandoned his deep skills in the performing arts, which include music, theater, and the illusion arts, especially slate-of-hand magic and mentalism. He ultimately combined his performing talents with his business experience to create a new business and an exciting new career. Now Joe speaks and entertains at conferences and other events across America, as well as internationally. Using magic and illusion as a tool to engage, entertain, and communicate, Joe presents keynotes and after-dinner programs all over the world as the Chief Impossibility Officer. So, Joe, welcome. How are you today? Doing great, Deb. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, be with you and to share with your guests. You know, I love this. You are my first magician who has been on the program. <laughs> and, and, you know, hopefully we won't make me disappear, but, you know, that's... <laughs> no, we need you. We need you. <laughs> need me, need me. But, you know, this is, as a magician, how did you get your start and how did you decide this was something that you were going to turn into a career? Wow, that is a huge question. Um, I think like most people in my industry, we started with a magic kit when we were five or six or ten. <laughs> uh, and, you know, most kids go through a phase where they're mm-hmm. interested in doing some, some little magic tricks or something around the house. Right. And um, for some of us, it sticks around longer. I, it, it was not a straight through from the time I was five experience for me. I was interested in it for a while when I was a kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was ten to thirteen or so, I was doing birthday parties for kids in the neighborhood and people at church and things like that, but it was sort of an off-and-on interest. Uh, I picked it up again seriously uh, after I moved to Atlanta uh, 20 years ago and uh, probably the late 90s even. It was mm-hmm. even early 90s. And it just kind of grew not only into uh, a very uh, interesting hobby, but sort of a sideline business. And Later on in my career, which we can go into more detail about that later, but I had the opportunity to make some decisions, and I chose to ride this ride, and it has been 12 years and change now, and it's a wild ride. I'm staying on. Great. Well, you know, it it really is something that is is it, it definitely 
gets people's attention. And so how do you use it when you are presenting to groups? You know, it's not just that you're up there doing magic tricks. You're doing more than that for people. So tell us what you do when you do that extra. You know, what what are you doing? Well, it, I have an eclectic background. Let's just sort of <laughs> set the table here. I studied physics and theater. Mm-hmm and worked as a management consultant. So I have kind of a technical background, I have an artistic background, and I have now a business background. Right. And those three things came together in a, in a strange uh, combination. And so now when I, when I do magic, I sometimes use it more on the speaking side as a trainer or keynoter so that instead of uh, some other visual aid like PowerPoint or um, flip charts or something like that, uh, I will sometimes use an interactive experience with the audience, and that experience becomes the metaphor for the point I'm making at that point. Wow. It, it can take different uh, appearances. It, it can be larger or smaller depending on the nature of the group or the nature of the content, but the idea is uh, magic is by definition uh, a contradiction of your normal experience, mm-hmm. right? It automatically sticks out because magic is all about breaking a rule. It's some right. rule of nature has been uh, transcended or, or abandoned. And so by definition, it stands out from the background. Well, good trainers and, and people who study memory, uh, which is one of the things I speak on is memory training, know that what you, what you remember are things that stick out from the background. People in sales know that if you want to stand out from the other salespeople that are uh, working with that prospect, then you need to interrupt their pattern in some way so that you stand out from the background. So using magic in that way has a learning value uh, in that if you can tie a marketing message or a training message or a motivational message or any kind of message to that experience, then it has a higher probability of being recalled. It's going to be retained and acted on at a higher uh, rate than something that just fell into slide number 32 out of mm-hmm. 60. So that, that's, that's the benefit. And just coming from the, the, the different backgrounds that I have, I'm, I'm equipped to get up in front of a group and not necessarily rely on a clicker or a, a slide. I can draw on some of that presentation skills, some of the training background, some of the organizations that I've helped to be successful in different ways and put those together in a fun way that's also credible. So Great. sometimes it is magic tricks just for entertainment. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I mean, I get hired to do shows <laughs> strictly for entertainment. Uh-huh. But on, as a speaker, the, the, the key is to let the magic reinforce the message. Cool. Now, I have to ask this question, and I'm sure my listeners want to know this too. Have you ever been brought into a group and somebody has said, make my manager disappear? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably easier to count the number of times when that isn't said. Uh, People will will say, can you make so-and-so disappear? It'll be my manager or our boss or our VP or our district head, whatever. So, yeah, it's funny, but uh, people, you know, I take that not so much as a slam on them, but as as a compliment that, you know, someone's trying to reach out and interact with me and, They've paid attention to what it is that I do, and they're trying to relate to it in some way and make conversation. So it's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and you know, it's it. I laugh about that, but of course, you know, it, it is something that I'm sure people, you know, they they're just asking, you know, what are you going to do, you know, because they want something big, and something like that would be big, as opposed to you know, just just something that's that's a small magic trick. But you know, right. it, it is like you said, it is something that catches people's attention, and. You know, it, it, to me, it is very unique. I don't think I've ever seen, um, someone who has, you know, really just been using magic as part of a presentation. You know, we've all been to, to true magic performances, but sure. one where somebody is, as you said, using it to get a message across. And that's what I like about this is it is, you know, you, you found a way to stand out from the crowd and really make yourself unique. Well, thank you. It's, it's, um, Definitely a niche, and there are others in the niche, certainly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not alone in my profession or this little segment of my profession, but it is rather unusual, definitely. So uh, that's, a, that's a great benefit, of course, when it comes to marketing and, frankly, in using social media and the other things that you have so much expertise in. Uh, that is, that's a bonus. But uh, I think pretty much anything anybody does, if they – Go back, you know, I, I went to a hobby that I had when I was a kid and leveraged it into the content that I was interested in sharing. I think if someone else is selling something that's more of a commodity or something people experience more frequently in their normal lives, finding a way to tie that to something unusual, you don't have to be able to do card tricks or, or mind reading or anything. It's whatever it is that is engaging and that brings out something unique about you and your personality, that's a great thing to, to use as you're interacting with a potential audience. Right. You know, and, and I think so many people get lost in that, you know, or they think, ooh, that's not professional, that's not business-like. But you have used it in a great way to still be very professional, but to, as we said, be unique. I think people are are right to be to be wary you know to be cautious about the line of professionalism and it's to your credit i think to to even raise the subject because it's it's important we've seen people misuse it or say the wrong thing or step on the wrong you know landmine by accident and <laughs> it, it so the, the certainly social media but all communication has that danger but there there are techniques and ways to use social media and uh, other forms of communication personal networking uh, where you can take the the thing that's fun about you and build professionally around that so Mm -hmm. you're right on that well and you know uh, i in particular was interested in you because you do use social media so much to tell people about what you do why did you decide to do that? And you know, what are some of the tips and techniques that you found? And what, and where have you been successful with it? Well, uh, I came to social media uh, sort of bit by bit. I've been online and active online for twenty-something um, years, with starting with email and, and uh, internet relay chat and things mm-hmm. like that. So even back in college, when this stuff was first getting off the ground. Uh, and so I remember the first website I ever coded. And frankly, I coded my own website for 20 years mm-hmm. almost, uh, and I did it in pretty much Notepad. <laughs> I learned to use other other tools and 
Dreamweaver and things like that when it was coming out, and I used a lot of those tools in my corporate career. But I'm sort of a I was a DOS jockey, you know. I wanted to see what the code was doing, and I wanted mm-hmm. the code to be elegant. So I kind of dug in, and so I've been online and comfortable with the web for a long time. And mm-hmm. So as as the web evolved to become more and more interactive, and these um, networks began appearing with MySpace and Facebook and the others, um, it wasn't as big a leap for me as it might be for someone who's trying to dive in all at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got the benefit of taking baby steps by being active for, for many years. And frankly, one of the uh, reasons I got involved with it was the young lady who was my assistant at the time for some of the larger illusions. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned making people disappear. Well, I made people disappear and appear and various things like that in some shows and some for some clients. And so the young lady who was my assistant uh, at the time, was very active on MySpace when it was kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to get in touch with her, you were either going to have to get on MySpace or text her. She wasn't an email person. This was a, a Gen Wire millennial uh, person. Right. And so I had to adapt my communication in order to be in touch with her and, and uh, in a reasonable time frame, which for me sometimes is very compressed. <laughs> uh, then she switched from that to some other things and ended up on Facebook. So I, mm-hmm. I've been on Facebook for a long time. Wow. I'm one of the first uh, 10,000 on LinkedIn. So that should give you some sense of how and I was one of the early adopters of LinkedIn, and, and I was on Facebook when you needed a school address to get on it. I had to sort of maneuver that. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it... it uh, I was there a long time. So I had a presence as a, as a human being, not as a brand, not as a business, but just as a personal presence on Facebook for a long time. As my business grew and more and more people were on Facebook, obviously it became clear I was going to have to use that to reach out to people and to, to let them know what I do. I'd be a fool to ignore this channel, uh, this, this media and, and this audience. So the, the good news is I've been on social media for a long time. The bad news is I didn't have a strategy when I started. Mm-hmm. And so having started as an individual and you, you spout off a lot of your personal ideas and opinions and you get kind of known for it, you connect with people of like mind or people who disagree for whatever reason. And, you know, it's, it, it, it started off more private than it is now. Uh, right. And so that's, that's the thing is um, – I had to create a brand page, uh, a professional page, uh, some lessons learned about that. I wish I could go back and fix, but I'm not going to uh, abandon <laughs> a couple thousand fans to start over. So I, w- I would love to make some changes to that. But over over the years and as I made plenty of wrong steps, I think a, a strategy emerged uh, of the way that I do it that seems to be working for me now. Uh, and, and I'll go into more detail about that when we're not up against a break or something. Well, you know, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and we'll just skip the break. So tell us what is oh, your okay. strategy? Okay. Well, I have kind of a three tier strategy for the way I do my marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is the referrals from existing clients. Right. And that's just being active and consistent and going back to the people who already love you and asking them to help you connect with more people. And that that has 
more power by far than anything else mm-hmm. if you if you do it. And I don't do it as well as some, and I, I do it better than some others. And so my goal is always to improve that first. Uh, the other another leg on this stool is in-person networking, where I, I make an effort consistently, weekly, monthly, to go to events where I can meet new people, uh, deepen relationships with people I already know in the business community, and try to grow my network by leveraging theirs. Uh, so those are those are two key. And then the third part is the online piece, mm-hmm. and that is web and social media. Um, as I said, I was an early person out there with a website. Um, I my new website has just launched today. My redesigned website at turnermagic.com. So that that piece and integrating that effectively with uh, my social media was one of my key goals for this iteration of the website is to do that. And my social media, I, I post things on there and I use apps to help me as an individual, as a solopreneur, mm-hmm. to keep a steady flow of, of good information out there. So uh, the two main tools that I use are Hootsuite, which uh, everyone listening to this is certainly familiar with, uh, but for those who happen not to be, it's a kind of a dashboard program that allows you to create feeds and see a lot of your social media accounts and activity all at one time. Right. It's, it's well definitely a time as Well, well the, the thing for me was the ability to schedule mm-hmm. uh, outgoing content in a, in a easy to easy to manipulate way. I mean, I can I can look at a week or a month at a time and say, I need to send this kind of content out on this day at this time to these networks. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, uh, schedule that ahead of time on a Sunday night or a Monday morning and have it automatically go out weeks at a time, that gives me sort of a base right. of material that, I know is going to happen, even if I'm on vacation or if I'm at a trade show or if I'm appearing at a conference for a client and I know I'm going to have three days where I'm not going to have as much access to my computer as normally, then I know I'm still going to be con- connecting with people through those channels. The great benefit of Hootsuite is that I can I open the window and I type in the specific content that I want to share on that day at that time. Mm-hmm. So if I know I want to share information about this interview that I'm doing with you, or mm-hmm. I want to share information about my website that is launching, or if I want to share information about I'm going to be in Phoenix during these weeks, or whatever the case may be, that's where I go as to Hootsuite, and I use that tool. And I did pay for the um, the sort of the entry level, not the free one, but the first paid okay. tier of membership because it gives me a better view on the publisher screen. Mm-hmm. And Hootsuite, your publisher, lets you see what you've got scheduled to go out in advance. And in the free version, it's sort of a list, just straight down your screen, uh, day by day, what's going out to each mm-hmm. network at what time. Um, with the paid version, you can switch to a, uh, a time chart view of a week at a time or a month at a time. You can see it in different formats. Mm-hmm. And that weekly view is critical to the way I do things. I can see what my busy times of day are going to be over the course of a week. It's got the hours down the left side and the days of the week across the top, and I can just see, like a day planner, what my social media is going to look like from Hootsuite. And that's, right. mm-hmm. that's just that's fantastic. There are other features, but if I had no other tool, 
I would have Hootsuite mm-hmm. if I had to limit it to one. Right. The other tool that I use, uh, which I learned about last year, uh, it's fairly new. It's called Buffer. Right. I just learned about it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's. It, I learned about it, uh, I would say, probably not quite a year ago or somewhere in that time frame. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a, a woman in town, Melissa Galt, who, another speaker and mm-hmm. uh, marketing uh, guru of, of sorts and just a good person to know um, and follow online. Uh, she told me about it, and it sort of went in one ear and out the other the first time. But... Uh, I went to the National Speakers Association convention, and one of the investors in Buffer was there doing a breakout session. I was already using it by then, but then I realized this was going to be really something. Mm-hmm. And for those who – you've probably talked about Buffer, but for those who – No, no, let's, let's go ahead show, and discuss it. Mm-hmm. The idea of Buffer, uh, which is at bufferapp.com, is it lets you create a stack of – interesting content that you don't necessarily care how quickly it goes out your door to your social media. So if you listen to the radio, there's, you know, radio host says, well, today I've got here my stack of stuff. Well, that the whole point is he's got a stack of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. This allows you to create, as you just do your everyday reading of articles or blogs or uh, online content, you see something that you like, you click a little icon that you do as an add-on to your browser, and you say, buffer this. And it pops up a window and says, oh, okay, for which networks would you like me to buffer this? And you pick your business or your personal or both or just Twitter or whatever it is. And you say, add it to my buffer. And as you do this, you, you create a stack of stuff. Well, in your buffer account, you go to your social networks and you create a timetable, a schedule for when Buffer should send out the next thing in the stack. And so at certain times per day, which you get to control for each network, uh, when it reaches that time, Buffer says, oh, Joe wants me to send out the next thing, uh, and it just takes the next thing off the stack and sends it out at that time. Mm -hmm. So it is useful for sending out uh, content that you encounter in your regular reading, and you don't necessarily want to program it in for a specific time. So Hootsuite is what I use for more marketing types of material, mm-hmm. things that are time sensitive about upcoming shows or travel or uh, particular keynotes that I'm giving that I want to invite people to, uh, to register for that conference or something like that. Or if I'm doing a webinar, Hootsuite is the way to go because I'm going to schedule that specifically, specific content, specific days and times. Buffer is for me as a curator of good information for my audience. Mm-hmm. And I just create the stack, and every time I see something, I say, you know, my folks would like to read that. It goes in my stack, and I don't really care if it goes out on Tuesday or Friday or Monday or whenever the next – might be two weeks ahead, mm-hmm. depending on how how deep you've got your buffer at the time. Right. But it's just it, – it lets me accumulate good content so that overall with the two apps – now, I'm still doing ad hoc tweeting and commenting mm-hmm. and interaction. I mean, I'm interacting with people who comment on these things. but um, So I'm, there's activity going on in real life as well. But I've got a, a good blanket layer of, of useful content and promotional information going out on my social media every day. And a lot of it right. will happen without me doing anything. 
Well, and, you know, the cool thing about Buffer, I'm actually looking at your Facebook page right now, and so you've had articles, you know, as you were saying, it's articles that are just of general interest, you know, that, that you're finding online. So one is the six best business planning tips I ever got. And then the right. next one was why brainstorming doesn't spark innovation. You know, and, and so as you're finding these articles, you're thinking, hey, this is a great thing to share with the people I'm connected with. It doesn't it, it particularly or especially pertain to what you do, but it's just being that great resource for people. Well, and, and, and some days, some of the articles might be right. more relevant and some of them might not. The thing on brainstorming, frankly, I think one of the comments was that uh, one of my readers found that article unconvincing. Huh. And, and, and I commented and said, you know, I'm not making the case. I'm just sharing that for consideration and comment. And In fact, mm-hmm. I've benefited from the brainstorming session with him. But, you know, the, the win is it sparked a conversation, mm-hmm. which right. is good for other people who are reading. Mm-hmm. And it's good for my search engine uh, optimization, right. my mm-hmm. SEO juice benefits from just having that interaction. So I'm not really the kind of person to be a provocateur. I'm not uh, that aggressive in trying to create controversy. But I'm, I will share something that may have a point of view that I don't necessarily agree with just for the sake of uh, getting a conversation about it going. And brainstorming is something that relates to creativity and mm-hmm. magic and something. So it, it does kind of have more to do with my content and my domain than the one on business planning. But I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot mm-hmm. of entrepreneur groups. And so um, I'm, if I see something about business planning or great questions to ask at an interview. Well, a lot of times a great question to ask at an interview is also a great question to ask at a networking event. So uh, I I just try to think about the content and the types of people that I'm speaking to or interacting with on a regular basis, and I'll share um, a wide range of of information. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, it's that's what I always tell people they need to do is to, to be that resource, share that information. You know, don't always make it about me because people get bored with that. They get tired of it. You know, we go on to the next thing if it's just all about me. And so, you know, that it's such a, a great thing. But one of the things that business people, especially people who aren't used to social media, say to me is it just takes too much time. So, you know, you're very savvy at this. And I'm sure you've developed, you know, the process through the years to be pretty, pretty quick about it. But per day, how much do you estimate you spend actually truly interacting on social media? Not just, you know, going through and glancing at the occasional post, but doing something that is very business specific. How much time per day do you spend on social media? Oh, my gosh. Well, I may have to separate out my personal time from my business. Right, yeah, just business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just specifically for my business, probably I would say a good hour to two hours on Monday or mm-hmm. Sunday night, like the mm-hmm. beginning of the week. So that's when you're scheduling everything. And you're scheduling out the content. And the rest of the business stuff, it, it – varies according to the number of comments that I might be getting, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say less than an hour a day uh, any, on any other day. It just depend. You could schedule it out to say I'm going to check it for 15 minutes around lunchtime and mm-hmm. maybe 15 or 20 minutes in the afternoon. It, it really doesn't have to be that much. I use my phone, so I can respond in real time to a mm-hmm. lot of comments, but 
I think I could be equally effective if I uh, sort of parceled that out a little more. Right. You know, and, and you just brought up a, a really good point. So many people that I have seen that have scheduled posts are, are kind of of the mind of set it and forget it. You know, so they might schedule, they might sit down for an hour on Sunday, as you said, they schedule their post right. and they don't look at it again I, until I, Sunday. <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that approach. Oh, that's think, horrible. But, you know? <laughs> but, you know, because you're not running a videotape or a DVD here. You know, you're, you're, the whole point of social media is the first word. And if you're not being social in some way, then you're not going to get the benefit. You might get some benefit, but you're not going to get the full benefit. Well, and of course, what happens with those people is that's when somebody has posted a a question or a comment that basically said, hey, I want to do business with you, and they ignored it. You know, Then they go on to the next person. Uh, Absolutely. Um, There are other tools. I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I... switched from uh, a more primitive cell phone to an internet-capable phone early mm-hmm. on because I was connected to a few different agencies mm-hmm. that would send out prospects, you know, leads for potential ah, uh, speaking mm-hmm. or entertainment opportunities, mm-hmm. and you were asked to respond. Well, first counts sometimes. You know, right. If you're the first one in to mm-hmm. answer that question and provide value, then even if you're not necessarily uh, the least expensive or the, you know just the first first one to answer sometimes gets the gig. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to answer from my phone. I needed a, a phone that would support web browsing, which today is a, a trivial uh, constraint. Most almost every phone you could per- possibly buy will be able to do that. But in the days of you know the Motorola Razor when it first came out or something like that and you had very, very limited ways to get on the Internet. It was much more constrained. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be thinking about the, the time frame. Right. In, in, the, in the keynote, I give the, the five kinds of amazing. One of the elements, one of the flavors of an amazing experience is uh, in, in – well, I, I use magic to illustrate these, and I kind of do a mind-reading trick, which is about a, a thought being shared between two minds without mm-hmm. any interference. Well, the business parallel to that is communication, but not just how well and effectively you communicate, but how small you can make the time lag between question and answer. Right. So that the smaller that gets, the more it's like mind-reading. It's like mm-hmm. you answered the question before you knew what So. Technology has allowed that lag to be sliced from weeks to days to hours to minutes and now sometimes even seconds. If you look Mm -hmm. at some of the things, if I happen to be holding my phone at the time that someone comments on a post and I like it, within seconds of their doing it, that's impressive to a a client or a prospect who is interacting because they're Mm -hmm. they're paying attention and everyone – Everyone wants to feel like people are paying attention to that. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I was doing a show for, who was it? It was American Family Insurance. I was appearing at a trade show booth for them mm-hmm. at, a, at a big party. And so I, I posted that I was going to be going down and appearing at the booth, and I tweeted this out. Fifteen minutes later, I got a tweet back from their headquarters 
some you know their main corporate headquarters, not in Georgia, that said, "Have fun. You're, you know, we're sure you're going to be great. Thanks for being part of our event." And so somebody was paying attention and monitoring what was going on. Not and that everybody was, has the staff to do that. Right, but to me, right. it was impressive. It was probably blew you away. <laughs> oh yeah. It, uh, well, and even if you register a complaint, uh, mm-hmm. or or you know, everyone's got their favorite airline complaint story or customer mm-hmm. service battle that they you know been through, and they have scars to show. But I, one morning, I was at uh, a restaurant, which I won't name them in this, but I went through, I was going to have a, a meeting at their restaurant, kind of a breakfast meeting, and I went through and got a muffin and some coffee, and I'm waiting, to, you know, I'm going to get a table and wait for my meeting to start, and the person I interacted with really never made eye contact with me at the cash register, didn't mm, smile, mm-hmm. not a good morning, it was, was really a different kind of experience than I was used to having at that establishment. Mm-hmm. So I went on Facebook and just mentioned that, you know, gosh, I hope the person's day at such and such improves. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a complaint. It was just, you know, this is unusual. And obviously, mm-hmm. this person's having a bad day. I sure hope their their their, their day gets better. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the, the restaurant responded to me and mm-hmm. said, you know, we're sorry you had a bad experience. Can we buy you a cup of coffee? And, you know, just the fact that the organization reached out to do that right. made an impression on me, even though I wasn't really having a negative experience. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of an unfortunate thing. But, you know, they, they're protecting their brand and they're engaging in that mm-hmm. conversation. And whether you're a little restaurant or a giant airline or a, an insurance company or a guy who does card tricks or whoever you are, you don't necessarily have to be on it 24 hours a day. Uh, it can't hurt to take a look at it, you know, a couple times in the morning, a couple times in the afternoon. Just be ready to respond. Mm-hmm. And right. So the amount of time that it takes is going to be commensurate with the number, the amount of interactions that you're generating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more is better. The other thing you can do, and I can't believe some people haven't done this, is to set up Google alerts. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which I, I find people still who are in business and don't don't know about Google Alerts to set up so that you get an email if your name or company name or content you're interested in appears in posts or um, news stories or uh, things of that nature. That's just that's a critical component of of being aware of your online presence and reputation. Right. You know, and, and we're, we're at the bottom of the hour, so we'll go ahead and, and take a break. But when we come back, let's talk more about, you know, the online presence and somebody's reputation. I know that's not really your, your feel, but you've, you've got some great insight in it. And let's talk about, you know, what businesses and people can do when, you know, to monitor that and, and to look at those things. So let's talk about that when we come back from the break. You bet. Listening to Mile High Radio. 
MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Hi, Chris here from the Umbana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yumbana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. YumbanaShop.com. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. And thank you for being my friend. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today is Joe Turner. And we're having a great discussion. But before we get back into that, Joe, tell people how they find you online. Because you do have this great new website you just launched yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, the new the newly designed website launched today. It's turnermagic.com. T-U-R-N-E-R-M-A-G-I-C.com. And when you get there, you'll see Connect with Joe. And you can link to all of my social media, my YouTube, my blog. So everything is just out there for the world to see. So turnermagic.com. I'm very pleased with the, the new website. Great. You know, and, and before the break, we were talking about, you know, making sure that you're kind of monitoring your online presence, all of those various things. You know, we're, we're uh, going to be taking a trip here in a couple of weeks. And one of the things that I was doing was looking at the, the various hotels we were considering staying. And I was looking at the comments section on, I think it was TripAdvisor, to see what mm-hmm. people were saying about the hotel. The one I am decided that I have decided to stay at is the hotel that Every single post got a response from the hotel, 
whether it was positive, whether it was negative, the hotel responded. And to me, I just thought that was, you know, they, they hit it out of the park because I looked at some of the other hotels who never, ever responded or a couple of them responded and said, we're sorry. <laughs> and, and, but the, the one that, you know, somebody there at that hotel or a team of people really was taking the time to, to respond to that. Now you can also do that on social media. You know, it's, it's so cool when I see businesses and people who, Take that time to interact with people. You've, you've just nailed it in one sentence, really, there at the end. The whole the interaction is the, is the key. Mm-hmm. The thing about uh, let me how can I put this? Buying behavior, buying behavior has not changed. Right. The the way we gather information about what we are going to spend money on certainly has, but ultimately uh, we we. Uh, buy from the people that we well, we want to do business, as Bob Berg says, with people we know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the absence of other information, uh, th- those things are going to motivate us. Uh, maybe there's a budget constraint or something that, that may be an additional influence. But So if you don't know anything and all you have is brand names, well, then you're going to be influenced by the brand name. But beyond that, if you've got the ability to see that there's a human being behind that brand at that specific location who is paying attention to the things that are being said, that is engaging with the customer, uh, that is uh, providing solutions uh, to them, that wins. That wins. And, you you know, it's not something that just happened uh, when Facebook came into being. Uh, Just look at Miracle on 34th Street. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, the, the great movie when the when the Santa Claus at Macy's started telling you know we don't have it but they have it over at Gimbel's. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to shop at Macy's because they had taken it away from just being an outgoing marketing. Here's here's the flyer and here's our price and here's what we have and if we don't have it you don't want it. To we're more interested in the experience that you end up with. Right. And if we can't deliver it, then what we're going to do is deliver you a way to get it, mm-hmm. even if it's somewhere else. That is, that will create a legend. Now, of course, that's fictional, but you've seen it in real life. That's just mm-hmm. an easy example that people can relate to. Social media, it takes minutes per day to to, eat, to have some kind of meaningful com- conversation. It, most of us aren't going to have a hundred thousand fans or a million followers. Mm-hmm. Or right. We wish. <laughs> we wish. We try. We grow. We expand. But that that, that momentum will come. You know, maybe you, you hit something that goes viral and things happen. But in the meantime, you've got customers who already like you, mm-hmm. and if they're willing to take the time to comment on what you have, sometimes all it takes is a thank you. Uh, online, and you tag them or you post a picture of some. The fact that you bothered it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And the, the tools that are out there, we I mentioned Google Alerts. There are some other reputation management types of things. I think Names and N Y M Z is out there, and um, people who are more uh, have more expertise in social media than I do. Would like you would be able to to talk about other other tools, but the, the bottom line is the tools are there. Many of them are free, uh, right? Not most of them, and that's just a great way. In conjunction with the apps that you use to manage your outgoing content, 
those things are great tools to help you monitor what's going on. It won't monitor your Facebook page for you. You have to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it does, it's not like you're going to – you don't have to do two hours a day or hire someone new just to do it, um, although you could get a virtual assistant uh, and, and have someone like that sort of fill the gap if your schedule is too busy and you mm-hmm. just don't think you can carve out a half hour a day to even take a look at it. You could get really inexpensive help uh, to do that. And mm-hmm. someone, a, a competent virtual assistant, they're already skilled online. So there, there's a, a hundred different ways to solve the problem. Well, and I think that it, the what we've been saying is it's absolutely critical to be there. You know, I have business owners and businesses that come up to me and they will say, you know, I don't want to be on Facebook or Google Plus or, or wherever because somebody might say something bad. Well, you know, in this day and age, if they're saying something bad, they're saying it. So the business should be part of that conversation to hopefully try to fix it as exactly. opposed to being the ostrich and, and burying their heads. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny. PR, people com- yeah. yeah, people love to complain. I mean, that's just, you know, the, the way people are. And so if you can fix that, you know, that that's good. But even better, if you can encourage the positive, that goes so far because, you know, we... It, it's social media is simply the, the online water cooler. You know, we stop by, we say, hey, what restaurant did you right. go to last night? Did you like it? You know, how many people on social media today are commenting on the various Super Bowl commercials that they saw? Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's just huge. And so you want to be, up. as a business person, part of that conversation as opposed to sitting on the sidelines and missing it. Well, and here's the other thing is don't – don't over don't fret about the fact that something bad may be said right because most people at, at this point social media is like another channel we mm-hmm. have we get information through these different channels we get it on television we get it on the radio uh, and there are 500 networks on television and we don't watch every second of every one of right. them so and most people miss it most yeah and so social media is Another channel, it happens to be one where we interact and engage with people, but, you know, the odds are small that uh, your entire audience will see any single comment that you make. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to be consistent and out there on a regular basis to be seen. But the upside to that is that you have the opportunity, as you said, to not just control or contain or address the comment, but the comment itself improves your visibility mm-hmm. uh, it, it improves your search results it makes more people don't be afraid of a bad comment take it as a learning opportunity an opportunity to make a gesture make something right for someone because you know one of the things I do on my Twitter and my Facebook that has nothing to do with my business but I'm sure you've seen it is every day just because it interests me I mm-hmm. tweet out a, ly- a lyric from a musical theater mm-hmm. show, right. a musical, because I have a musical theater background, and mm-hmm. it's sort of a game that I play with some some of the people in my audience. Can you guess <laughs> the show? Can you guess the song? Well, mm-hmm. as I was saying that, uh, as we were talking about this whole issue of people talking bad about somebody online, there's a lyric in the musical Wicked where the wizard sings, um, there are none so celebrated as the rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. Right, and what he, what he's saying is, people love the 
something went bad, but they made good. People mm-hmm. love the rehabilitation. And, and it's true. So if you, if you did deliver something poorly by accident or by a poor process or by a mistake, or, and you take the opportunity to fix it and go beyond, then that is a fantastic opportunity. Right. So, well, and, and you gave a fabulous example of that with the restaurant. You know, they could oh, yeah. have just said, we're, we're very sorry. But they took it that next step farther and said, you know, we'll buy you a cup of coffee. You know, right. that costs them maybe 50 cents. I mean, you know, this is not a big yeah. deal. But yeah. you, if you go back for that coffee, then you might have, you know, a donut or lunch or you might take somebody there with you, you know, all those various things. So they made up for that. In, you know, a short period of time, but they also impressed the people, the other people who saw that post because they went, wow, you know, that that really was a nice gesture on their part. It cost them very little to get the goodwill, Mm -hmm. not only from the person who saw it and experienced it, but from the people who observed that exchange. Right. Now, so, we're not yeah. telling people, go post those things just to try to get free stuff. No, 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 no. You have to be genuine. <laughs> you have to, but right. here's, you know, social media, they got, they're going to get a big, a big win for a small investment. Mm-hmm. And last night, if you were watching the Super Bowl, when the lights went out, the thing that went viral on Twitter was from Oreo, mm-hmm. which was a big screen, a big graphic image. It was mostly black, except in the bottom left corner, there was a little back glow of white, like a light, and there was an Oreo down there, and the text was, you can still dunk in the dark. Well, and, I mean, that was, that was amazing. That went viral instantly. It yes. cost them nothing right. to do. You know, it, it took them maybe, to you know, dollars of commercials. Yeah, you know, it took them maybe 30, 40 seconds to design the image, you know, less if they're right. really good at it, more if, it, if right. they didn't really know. But, I mean, yeah, how hard was that? And I have seen that image so many times today. And you're right. All they did was post it online. So it didn't cost them the millions of dollars that the commercial right. cost was. And everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody's talking about it. It was a big hit on Twitter very quickly. So it goes back to what we were talking about before. How much time do you spend on social media? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to spend a lot of time on social media, but it's, if you've got your gun loaded then and you can draw quickly, mm-hmm. you, you can have a big impact. I mean, if you've, if you've got your, your uh, ducks in a row, as it were, mm-hmm. then when something newsworthy does happen and you can leverage the power of your network and tie your product into what's being talked about right then, that's an amazing uh, a, a opportunity for an amazing result. Right. You know, and, and, and it's funny because I'm speaking with a magician. You know, Joe is, is a magician. But social media really isn't magic. You know, it, it is to some degree, but it's, <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny. The, the title of the program, we're going to, you know, work in the word magic to, for this program. But, sure. you know, it is something that it, it doesn't take special skills, it just takes working at it. It takes figuring out who your audience is, you know, the various tools, all of those things. And, yeah, that can be a little daunting at first. But when you get it right, it truly is magic. I mean, you know, Oreo hit the, the, the jackpot last night with that, and it took them 30 seconds. I mean, you know, this is, is something that and, – and but any business owner can do that. You know, in their field, they can find that little thing. And maybe it means they make two sales, 
you know, that could be something fabulous for them when all they did was sit down and think, you know, what is a, a post that I could send out that will capture people's attention today? Well, and that's I'll, basically you know, all Oreo did. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive the shameless self-promotion, but in my, <laughs> book that came, in my book that came out in November called High Joltage, it, it's kind of a tips book. It's a collection of ideas and thoughts and comments on personal branding, professional branding, some social media um, ideas in there, but it, it's really more about how do you create an amazing experience for your audience through your right. interactions with them. And there's 101 of them. And what you just said, number 39, <laughs> it's, it's, it's this, highly developed skill, committed preparation, and precise execution aren't magic. They just look like it to those who aren't doing them. Mm-hmm. And that is what you know, Oreo achieved on social media is they got they had the skill, they had the preparation, they were ready to go, and they did it. They executed it quickly, and it, it looked like magic to everyone else who didn't do it. <laughs> thing. So it, it didn't take um, a massive amount of resources to do what they did. It just took the commitment to act quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you know you you should always be cautious when you have to act very quickly, you know, that you're not, you know, jumping into a situation incorrectly, but, you know, yeah, it it really is something, so you spend, you know, a minute researching it, make sure you're doing the right thing, you know, you're not self-promoting when you shouldn't self-promote or taking advantage of, say, a tragic situation. Right, it's not a, yeah, well, yeah, the the opportunity was based on something that was already kind of being laughed at on television. Yeah, and and the whole stadium didn't go dark, so it was still safe, you know, and and all of those various things. But yeah, it really was a very cool thing, and and so that's something that business owners should be thinking about all the time. You know, what is going on out in the real world that they could tag into? And maybe it is just reposting a link from a cool article. I mean, this is not, it's not rocket science, it's not magic, it's just, you know, sitting down and thinking, how can I be that great resource for the people who already like me and the people who I want to like me? Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's a, it, it does take thinking about it, but once you've figured out that, that method, it really is going to be something that will work for people. I, I want to tie that back to the question you asked earlier about mm-hmm. how much time does it take to do what I do for my business mm-hmm. online and on social media. And here's the thing. What I do for my business using these tools isn't new time. It shouldn't be additional time. Right. If you're really in business, you're already online mm-hmm. doing research or reading articles to help you understand trends in your industry or new concepts for your marketing or new events that you could be attending. You're already doing that reading, or mm-hmm. if not, you should be. So the additional time it takes to share that, is minimal. The, the, you should already be making the investment for your own personal growth mm-hmm. and, and business development. The idea that you know turning that into your social media is a big leap in time. It really should be a small addition to the work that is already being done. If you're if you're keeping up with your research right. in your field, you know, and, and not everybody will find the article interesting. You know, but the, the key is that every once in a while they will, and. Sure. But by always having that content out there, it shows that you are a good resource, that you do know what's going on in your field, you know, all of those various things. Then when they need you for whatever product or service they're looking for, you're top of mind and they know you know what you're doing. Excellent. Expertise is 
you know, credibility. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and social media gives us a great platform to be able to provide that expertise. You know, because as, as we've said, there's all these tools. You know, you can just be reading an article and, you know, any more articles, you know, good articles have all the, the social media buttons. So say I'm reading a great article, I think I want to share it, I can buffer it or I can share it right away, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get those things out there. And I am reading a lot of things, but as as you said, business people should be. Now, maybe they're reading it at night, maybe they're reading it on the weekends, whatever, and so that's where some of those tools really do come in handy sure. because you're going to schedule those things. You need to think about where your potential audience is. You know, Are you scheduling at the right time of day for them? Uh, what you're trying to, to get across to them. You know, If you're trying to communicate with people who you know, say it's uh, working women who may not be able to access Facebook during the day, then you know, you're going to schedule your post for them to go out in the evening, but you know, it, it really doesn't take that much time. When I tell people they can do it in 15 minutes a day, I get deer in headlights look. You know, for one thing, they think they can't do it. And then the next thing they think is I'm nuts. And I tell them, no, you really can do it in 15 minutes a day. One of the keywords is focus. <laughs> you know, don't be the kid with bright shining objects and click on all the links. Right. But, you know, if, if you're well, there for business, be there just for business. I, I just look at it as sort of an extension. You know, there was a time when if you were going to be an authority in your field, you had to write a column for your, one of your journals or one of your magazines, and very few people were able to do that. And those who couldn't would sort of impress other people by once in a while they would, oh, they would see an article that was useful and they would clip it out physically from the magazine. Right, and, and mail it, it to them. And mail it to someone they wanted to share the information with. And that made a big impression. All social media is, is a lot of that information is now delivered electronically and you have the opportunity to participate in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be hired by a journal or a magazine in order to start having some, some ability to share your thoughts with a wide audience. So that's the first half of that. And the second half is the clipping of the article is now done electronically. And right. instead of only sending it to one person, you can send it to everyone who has interest in who you are and what mm-hmm. you do. And some of them are going to throw it in the garbage or never read it. Some of them are going to read it and derive a great benefit from it. But all of them realize that it was you who sent it, and that mm-hmm. polishes your star. Right. You know, and, and you can add some fun things in there. You know, I did a post last night saying, you know, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. And, wow, did I ever have a lot of people who commented that they were <laughs> watching the Super Bowl also. You know, or I send a cartoon. Now I'm always very careful that, you know, it's it's a tasteful cartoon, you know, and, and all of those things. Um, but it it just kind of builds that persona of who I am. And that's, you know, I think that's what people forget is – you mentioned Bob Berg. We do work with people we know, we like, and we trust. And we learn about them by what they're posting on social media. It's supposed to be a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have peek. to be a peek all the way into, the, <laughs> into you know, your whole house. Not every room needs right. to be peeked into. But it's nice to let them see, well, these are the things that I'm interested in as a person. For me, it, my, I am a person, but I'm also my own brand. So mm-hmm. as an individual, as a right. entrepreneur. Right, like I am. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. So that adds texture and, and, and interest to the way people interact with you. And mm-hmm. I have people share things with me all the time that are about you know, particular kinds of music or particular kinds of theater or astronomy or physics or something. And that's great because 
it doesn't matter to my brand as a speaker that they thought of me as a musician. It matters to my brand as a speaker that they thought of me, mm-hmm. period. If they think of me as uh, this is the guy that likes astronomy, they're thinking of they will know my brand. Mm-hmm. They haven't forgotten what it is that I do and who it is that I want to talk to because they, that's built in to the interaction. But what I'm doing with all of these other interests is giving them other reasons to have me in their mind, and that's a, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it does come back to your personal brand. You know, we do want to, you know, for the most part, stay professional, especially on our personal pages, because then when they think of you, they don't think of you in a bad way. You know? right. But it, it is something that is, it, to me, you know, it's it's just – it's such a, a unique way that people can get their messages out there and in and to so many people or you know maybe they just want a handful of people but social media is a great way to be able to promote themselves and you, yeah it's to promote yourself and as a as a person and as a brand mhm right so you know and i want to close just by reading let's see tell us one more time joe where we find you online you can find me at turnermagic.com, T-U-R-N-E-R-M-A-G-I-C.com. There's links there to all my social media. On Twitter, I'm at TurnerMagic. Great. So you know, and, and on, on Joe's uh, Facebook page, he's got a great statement here, and I want to read it. And, and I'm reading it because I want business owners to think about what their about statement is to, because it really does tell exactly what he does. So I'm going to leave people with this thought. Joe is speaker performer, entertainer, leveraging the illusion, arts of mentalism and slate of hand to create unreal experiences and communicate important messages. So think about that, people. What is your Facebook business page, your Google Plus account? What is it telling people about what you do and how they can find you? So with that, we're going to close. And thank you so much, Joe. For those uh, who are listening, again, it was Joe Turner, and you can find him at turnermagic.com. I am Deb Creer. You can find me at debcreer.com and all of my links there for my social media pages too. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart. Listening to Mile High Radio, milehighradio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.